So for me, I don't really see a whole lot of value in constantly spewing out my beliefs to the world because one, they're changing because I'm open to that. And then two, I'm very aware that as a person of influence or as a leader, that if I say something, someone else without really thinking for themselves might take that on as their own. Hello and welcome back to the Self Love Breakfast Club. I'm your host, Crystal Rose. Thanks for being here today. Okay, so today I really want to talk about leadership. This has been something that my husband and I were actually talking about this morning and it came up because he's dealing with some pretty shitty leadership, dare I say it. (laughs) Dare I say it. And we were just talking about like, you know, what makes a great leader and what does that look like? So I thought I would bring this to you guys and share this with you because here's the thing, right? There's this whole like, don't be a follower, be a leader, blah, blah, blah. Leaders lead and leaders can also follow. I consider myself a leader. I have a community. I have a following. I have, you know, at one point I had employees. At another point I had many, many employees. So I do, I consider myself a leader, but I also follow a couple of other leaders that I feel are worth following. It does not mean I am less than them. It does not mean that I am beneath because I am following and I should only lead. I think that's a common misconception about leadership is that, you know, if you want to be a leader, like that's, you know, you lead. That's it. Don't follow. Don't be a follower. But it's like, okay, well, who the hell is going to be following you? (laughs) Right? Like, so we're telling followers that like they're bad or they're less than because they are following a leader. No, I mean, we follow the people that maybe we admire, but also exemplify great leadership and are worth following. And so I kind of wanted to outline what I believe, like three of the biggest things, I mean, there's many, many, many qualities of a good leader. Yes. And I don't want to get into every single one of them because I'd be here all day, but there are three major ones that I really want to talk about today. And I want to talk about this in the sense of whether you consider yourself to be a leader and how you could be a better leader. And then also if you are following someone who claims to be a leader or is a leader and maybe, you know, what to look for in them or, or to see if they kind of match up. So before we dive in, let's talk about my text list really fast. If you guys are not part of my text community, get your booty on my text list. I am giving away free breathwork, one-on-one breathwork sessions right now. This is the group of women I went to first when I was filling up my workshop my free workshop, (laughs) my free, I'm not selling you anything workshop. This is strictly so I can add it to my hours for certification. So I always go to my text list first. I always go to my text community first. If I'm giving something away, if I'm doing, you know, something that I want to kind of test out, I always give those women the opportunity first. Why? Because they trust me with their phone number. So if they clearly trust me enough to give me their phone number and be in my text community, then I trust them enough to let them get the perks, right? So they are the closest people to me. I also send out little motivational or inspirational words, some words of wisdom. You know, if you're going through something, I speak to that. So it's a great little like group. You are not part of a group text. It is one-on-one. So you're not going to get everyone else's messages. No one else will see yours. It is just me and you. 
So sometimes I'm, you know, texting just one-on-one and other times I'm texting to the whole group and and I reply back and forth with my responses and I love it. So yeah, if you want to be a part of my text community, you want to find out everything that I'm doing before I tell the rest of the world in social media, you know, we want to get hooked up with some free coffee or gifts or, you know, words of wisdom every now and then free sessions, get your butt on my text list. You just have to text SLBC to 704-270-6577. And that's how you can get a hold of me. Make sure that you click the link, make sure that you save me as a contact and let's text baby. (laughs) So let's go ahead and dive into leadership and what that looks like. So without getting too in-depth into it, because I don't want to get my husband in trouble, we were talking about just some shitty leadership that's going on right now that he's having to deal with. And I consider my husband a leader as well. He has a team that he works with. And, you know, he is very serious about his work and being a part of a team. And so while there's not like this established leader on his team, he demonstrates a lot of these great leadership qualities. And we were just kind of going back and forth about leadership today. (laughs) And we were getting pretty heated about it, but we very much so agree on what it means. And it's a big responsibility, you guys. There are a lot of people out there that want to be leaders and they don't realize that there's a lot of responsibility involved. You need to kind of leave your ego at the door. If you are ego dominant as a leader, your leadership is going to be tainted. It's not going to be pure if someone is only about themselves. And I think a lot of us can tell, but sometimes, you know, especially like lately, I think people have been really good at hiding that, that they're kind of like an egomaniac. And it's really damaging for that. So if your ego first, it's not a good idea. <laughs> it's not a leadership is not for you. And if you know someone who is a leader who seems to be all about themselves, like, you know, just feel into that. See if that's really someone that you want to be spending your time following. So one of the key things I think makes for a great leader is this person will allow room. They make room for opinions and critical thinking. So What I mean by that... Okay, so for example, me as a boss. As a boss in the workplace, I know that my way is not always going to be the best or most efficient way. Sometimes there are things that I haven't quite considered or thought of that someone else coming in with fresh eyeballs is going to go, oh, hey, why don't we do this? And if you're driven by ego, you're going to be like, no, we're not. We're doing it my way. And so I've always tried to not be like that with people because I believe that everyone brings value. And it doesn't matter if you've, you know, you have a ton of schooling. It doesn't matter if you are, you know, it's your first day of the job. I mean, shit, like the janitor can come up with amazing ideas, right? We just have to be open to listening to that. So I think it's really important that when someone on your team, if you are a boss, you know, if you manage humans, has an idea, then you just listen to them, right? Like being listened to, being heard, people want to be heard. And there have been some times where, you know, they might bring up a way to do things and we've tried it, right? We tried it, it didn't work. And so I will always explain, you know, hey, we're not going to do that. And this is why, you know, we tried it and this is what happened. And so it's not ideal or, you know, it It's really not that much more efficient. So there's no sense in like retraining everyone to do it that way. But then there are times where someone will come up with something and it's like, huh, you know, we haven't tried that. Let's give it a go and see what happens. I think when you don't have ego involved and you're just open to someone else having a solution that may be better than yours. Wonderful, amazing things can happen within an organization. (laughs) You can like excel so much more when you allow room for other opinions and ideas. 
And I think that this also goes for leading a community, you know, even just being a face on Instagram, like I don't have a ginormous following, but I do have a following. And so I'm not always putting out my opinions. Okay. Like when it comes, and I'm not going to dive too deep into this, but when it comes to political stuff, when it comes to a lot of that kind of stuff, like I'm very much so like, I don't really agree with if there's a side, I'm not on either side. Like I don't agree with a lot of stuff that's out there. I have my own opinions. Yes. I also don't feel the need to impose them on other people. I don't need other people to feel the way that I feel. I don't need other people to think the way that I think. If anything, I'm very, very interested and intrigued by the way that other people think. And I can usually see where this is coming from, right? We all have these beliefs and values and morals that come from our upbringing. And I like to just kind of view everyone's opinions and I can see, you know, oh, okay, this is like a value that's important to them. Whereas, you know, someone else, that value may not be as important. And for me, I'm like, that all gets to be there, right? Like you get to think what you think. I get to think what I think. And I don't care about being right because I know how I feel and I know what I believe. And I also leave some room, you know, for myself to question my own beliefs. I question my own beliefs all the time. So for me, I don't really see a whole lot of value in constantly spewing out my beliefs to the world because one, they're changing because I'm open to that. And then two, I'm very aware that as a person of influence or as a leader, that if I say something, someone else without really thinking for themselves might take that on as their own. And there's a lot of responsibility in that. And I don't necessarily want that. You know, if our views align, cool. But if they don't, that's cool too. I'm okay with that. I feel good enough in my own beliefs that I'm okay with someone else having another opinion and I don't need to shame them or try to make them feel bad or try to make them see my point of view. There's a lot of that going on out there. And honestly, it feels really gross and I don't like it. And that's just not who I am. And that's not really who I've, I've ever been. I think, I think, you know, at one point I felt like I was always right. And so I did try to do that and I grew out of that and I realized that that's not productive and that's not, honestly, that's not healthy to do. We are amazing and humans are incredible because we're so different. Like it's important to be different and it's important to allow diversity of thought along, you know, with diversity of everything else in your space. So you can have a well-rounded opinion. So you can really feel good about the belief that you believe, not just you're believing it because someone told you you should. So I think that, you know, a good leader allows for other opinions, you know, I don't insert myself too much out there because I just think it's more important for me to hear what you're saying. You know, I mean, I say what I think on this podcast all the damn time, <laughs> um, you know, but again, I'm always open to other opinions. That's why I have guests on here. It's not the crystal show, you know, it's the self-love breakfast club. So I want to hear other women's opinions on not just self-love, but how they view the world. And I absolutely love learning things from others. So I think that's really important. If you see a leader, or you know, a leader, or if you are a leader and you just think that your way is the highway or they're just like, this is it. This is the way it is. This is what I think. And that's it. Maybe we should reconsider following that person. Maybe we should just maybe have a little bit more of a critical eye when it comes to following them and doing everything they say. (laughs) So yeah, true leadership isn't think like me. It's think for yourself. And let's collaborate on that. So the second thing that I think makes a great leader is empowerment. And true empowerment. Okay. So again, I'll relate it to this as being a boss. So being a manager, being a boss, supervisor, whatever, owner, business owner, you empower 
the people who are following you, you empower your team rather than disempowering them or, you know, just telling them what to do all the time. You want to make them happy. (laughs) Okay. So like as a boss, you know, it was really important for me to be diplomatic. I had to understand that I could not speak to every person the same way. I couldn't. You know why? Because everyone is different, right? And so you had to meet, I had to meet every single person where they're at. There are some people that really like directness. They really like you just being like, okay, this is what I need, da 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 da, and just boom. Or, hey, that's not done right. You got to fix that. And they just, yeah, okay, cool. And then there are people who you have to be a little bit more gentle with, right? Because the direct people don't like the gentleness. The people who are, I don't like that. Okay. So I'm like a super direct person. I really appreciate people who just tell me like it is so I can just fix the problem. I don't want you to pet my hair and tell me I'm pretty. (laughs) Okay. I don't need that. I need you to just tell me so I can go to the thing and do it right. So there are some people who are that way. And I understand that. And that's honestly easier for me because if you are that way, well, then our communication is going to be pretty solid because I don't have to really like shift how I normally engage. Now, but if someone needs a little bit of a softer touch, if someone needs to like have a little bit more understanding, you know, and you have to like get in it with them as opposed to just like, boom, go, then you've got to shift and do that too. You have to meet people where they are at. It doesn't mean coddling someone. It doesn't mean like, you know, you treat them different. Like, oh, this person gets consequences, but you don't. No, it's just that you have to approach it a little bit differently. And that may look like, hey, listen, you know, um, you submitted this thing and, you know, there were a couple of things that were incorrect. And I'd like to go over those with you if you're open to it, right? Like, instead of just like, hey, those things were wrong. I need you to fix it. Boom right? (laughs) Because sometimes people hear that and they're like, oh my God, you think I'm terrible or this is about me. And as a leader, you you know, it's really important to be like, this isn't about you. This is not a personal thing. This is about your work. You and your work are separate. It does not mean you are bad if something is incorrect. So I think it's really important for a leader to really drive that home and to be very diplomatic and understand that you can't just iron fist your way through things. You have to, you know, be have a, like a lighter, softer touch sometimes and having the discernment and the intuition and the awareness of who needs what. Okay. This is not about playing favorites. It's not about being, you know, fair to some people, unfair to others. That's not what this is about. This is about discernment. It's about meeting people where they're at. Okay. And empowering people to do well. When people are happy, when they feel like their boss like trusts them, you know, giving people a longer leash, you're not just like, okay, well, I need to be over your shoulder all the time, like not micromanaging every single situation. Micromanaging, honestly, is the worst thing you can do. As a leader, as a boss, it is the worst thing you can do because people feel like they're just warm bodies, like fulfilling a request, right? They don't feel collaborative. They don't feel like they're a part of the team. And so it's really important that they, you know, if you want people to thrive and to do well for you, it's important that they know that they're valued and that their opinions and ideas and their work is valued, not just like the fact that they're a warm body, like getting things done for you. So empowering them. Letting them, you know, they have an idea, letting them go with it, giving them something that might be a little bit bigger than what they're used to work-wise, right? Like, let's give you a little bit more responsibility. And when they get a little bit more responsibility, it's like, oh, are they going to rise to the occasion? A lot of times they will. If they feel like there is trust there, if they feel like you value them, they're going to be like, I'm going to show them that I can do this. Not in like a, I'll show them sort of way, right? Because you put them down and tell them that they can't do anything. (laughs) When you empower people, 
people do amazing things. And so as a boss, it's important. And as a leader outside of a work situation, right? If you're leading a community, if you're leading whatever, mainly a community, empowering people is important as well, right? Like, so that's why I have women on this show who might do something similar that I do. There's no threat to me. I'm empowering them. I want them to reach my audience. I want them to have their words be heard because I think they're important. I want to help empower them to empower themselves. I do that with my personal community. I do that with, you know, the women that are in my rebellia group. I do that with the women on my text list. Like I want you to empower yourself. I'm going to empower you to empower yourself. That's what I want to do. I, you know, I can't empower someone. I can't give someone power, but I can like essentially help guide them into empowering themselves. It's so important. And if you're a leader and you look at everyone like I'm the person who needs to do all of the things and you are the little minions following me and you don't give anyone a second look, you're just like, yeah, cool. Thanks. Keep following. That's not good. That sucks. Okay. There are women that I refer all of the time. There are women in my group. Like if someone reaches out to me and they ask me for something that I no longer do, like I don't coach nutrition anymore. I love coaching nutrition. I love it so friggin' much, but that's not what I'm doing right now. And, and it might be something I integrate back in somehow in some way into what I offer, but I don't coach nutrition anymore. And so when someone comes to me and they're like, Hey, you nutrition coach, right? I'm like, Hey, I'm still certified. It's something I could still do, but I don't do that anymore. However, I know some amazing women I would love to refer you to. They, you will be in such good hands with them. That's empowerment, you guys. Like that is empowering another individual in your space, in your community that might follow you, you know, and they might be also a leader in their own right. And so allowing people who follow you to follow them too, that's empowerment. That's showing, that's taking the ego out of it. And honestly, you guys, like, yes, I am applying like these principles to myself because I'm just going to friggin' say it. I'm an awesome leader. <laughs> I am. I'm going to say it. I've managed a shitload of people. I've been, I've had hundreds of girls like working under me in a marketing company that I used to run. I've led communities for years. Okay. I have not just the experience, but I also have the desire to be better every single day for the people that follow me. And so, yeah, I am going to take these principles and I'm going to apply them to myself and how I feel like I am exemplifying them. So this is not an arrogant thing. It's just like, this is what it is. Okay. Like this is what I believe that great leadership looks like for me and what I try to do. So another, the third and final is a leader accepts responsibility. In the workplace, what this looks like is the leader res accepts responsibility for their team's mistakes, for the screw ups. Okay. If you screw up at work and your boss is like, dude, you screwed up and you get in trouble or the higher, you know, they send it up the pipeline like, hey, this wasn't my fault. This was them. Right. And you get thrown under the bus. Like, that's not, I hope we all understand that's not good leadership. A leader will accept the responsibility, you know, like if someone on your team is messing up, then that's your responsibility. That's your responsibility to take care of. That person wouldn't have thought it was okay, right? If they're under your leadership, why do they think that's okay? Maybe there's a problem here. Maybe there's something that needs to be looked at. Maybe there's a disconnect in communication, something. So if we take that person, we throw them under the bus, 
not only does that create a ton of distrust from the people who are like working under you, but I can't imagine that your boss really thinks that looks great. There's only so often you can get away with that. There's only so many times you can blame someone else. So when someone on your team makes a mistake, and this is something that I have always done, right? Someone makes a mistake because it happens. It's inevitable. Like we are not perfect beings and systems aren't always perfect. And sometimes things go wrong. If a mistake is made, I have always asked my people, hey, listen, don't come to me with problems, (laughs) right? Don't come to me with problems. If you have a problem or you make a mistake, something goes wrong, come to me with a solution. How are we going to fix this? We, how are we going to fix this, right? It's not all on you, but I need you to be proactive and understand that a mistake was made. Yes, you made it. How can we fix it? We'll fix it together. Okay. And I think that's really important. You know, like not all the consequences can fall down on that person. You've got to be able to pop in and take responsibility and take responsibility for the solution. How are we going to fix this? This is a we thing. You know, like it got messed up. Okay. I don't care about that. I care about how we fix it and mitigate the damage. You know, like really minimize the future potential damage if there is any. This happened a ton, you know, in Rebellia. Like Cassie was amazing. She's super organized. She like did not make a ton of mistakes, but when she did, and you know, sometimes, you know, it'd be more than others, whatever, whatever was going on, it would happen. And, you know, rather than berate her or make her feel bad, it was like, yes, it sucks. Like, let's acknowledge like that this actually sucks. And, you know, this is going to cause bigger problems, but how can we fix it? What can we do to mitigate the damage? What's the solution? So important, right? And that's another way that you are empowering people, right? We're not just like shoving them down and being like, now I need to watch you like a hawk and micromanage. No, it's like, okay, I'm empowering you to help create a solution for this. Like, the problem happened. It's in the past. Now we just need to fix it. And I think that that creates such a better environment for people, you know, and working for you that like they don't want to make mistakes in the first place, right? Like there are some places where people just don't care, right? Like they don't care if they mess up because they don't really care about their boss. They don't care about their work. They're just like, whatever. It is what it is. But when you're a leader and you're actively engaged in your people, then it's hard not to care. It's hard not to want to like do better for that person, you know, especially when they put their neck out there, when they're the ones accepting responsibility, when they go in to their higher ups and they're like, Hey, listen, you know, we messed up. These things went wrong. This is how we're going to fix it. And they don't throw you under the bus. Like that's huge. And that's so important. And I think that that also can be done in, you know, a community space as well. Oh my goodness. I can't tell you how many times I screw up. (laughs) Script all the time, you know, and I always come to my community like, hey, you know, I made a mistake and this is what I did. And I'm deeply, you know, sorry for it if I need to be sorry. And this is how I'm going to fix it. And I think it's really important. It's part of, you know, not just being humble and humility, but people need to see that. If you're following a leader who just acts as though they're perfect and nothing ever goes wrong in their world and they never do anything wrong, they never say the wrong thing, they never do the wrong thing and blah, 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 blah. That's an illusion. Like that's just an outright lie. And following someone like that is, you know, it can make you feel like something's wrong with you. Well, this person is basically perfect, right? We have this like view that this person is perfect and like they never struggle and nothing ever goes wrong and they never screw up. But when you have someone who's like, 
oh my gosh, I screw up all the time and here's one today, you know? It makes you feel a little bit better about yourself and not necessarily like because you're putting that other person down, but it's like, oh wow, they're not superhuman. They're not, you know, unreachable and untouchable. Like a leader should not be untouchable. That's not the point. You know, leading with vulnerability and authenticity is super important. And to let people know that like any of you can hop in and be a leader and lead your own community, group, team, whatever. Right? Like I'm not special. We are all special. We really are. And I will stand by that. But you know, we are all are special in our own ways. And finding out what it is about you that makes you special and leaning into that. And then, you know, people will follow because they'll be like what you're doing. They'll be like, oh yeah, that's cool. I like that. Or I like how she does this. But it's not about being invincible. It's not about being perfect. That's bullshit. That's not a thing. And it's really, really important to have that just vulnerability as a leader. Not this fake vulnerability crap. Like, oh, I'm sad. I'm going to tell you guys about it and write a big long post so you can get sympathy or so people can be like, wow, you're so vulnerable. I'm talking about genuinely just showing up and showing your ass when you need to. You know, when something goes wrong or you screw up, owning it and just showing up and owning it. Even if no one will ever notice. Even if no one will ever know, that's when it's important. That's when it's most important. So yeah, like, let me just recap that for you real fast, you guys. So yeah, the three biggest qualities that I feel is important about leadership that make a leader a leader, a good leader, at least, is, you know, allowing space for other opinions and really like making more of a collaboration rather than a dictation The second one is empowering people, like meeting them where they're at, treating them well so they're happy and accepting responsibility. You're the person. You're the leader. You take the shit. (laughs) That's part of it. So yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, if you guys want to be in my text community, I would love to have you. You can go ahead and text SLBC to 704-270-6577. And if this episode hit for you, share it with a friend, share it with your stories, or even just reach out to me at Extel Rose on Instagram. I love hearing from you guys. Have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram stories, send it to a friend who might need it, or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.